Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea, and it is good to have you with us. Uh, as has become customary, whenever we are recording the program, we let you know, uh, just for posterity's sake, uh, the way things are going by the time it airs, ah, we could be at nuclear war, you know. So uh, that would have been a big one to miss had it been uh, recorded the same day. But it's not. Today is uh, March the 8th, the year of our Lord, 2022. And uh, the world as we know it is uh, hopscotching to the brink, as it were. Um, if anyone was hoping for cooler heads to prevail, uh, well, there's too much money to be made in war. So uh, you have a gentle Lindsey Graham and... Uh, the daughter of the man who was once vice president, uh, Madame Cheney, you know, all the people that really don't care who they send to die because it's not going to be them. So uh, they're pushing full-out war on Russia, not realizing that Vladimir Putin is not Gaddafi. He's not Saddam Hussein. He's a man with enough nuclear weapons to destroy the world, what, 500 times, 600 times over? So uh, we find ourselves, children, in an untenable situation. Um, On the one side, your heart breaks for the people of Ukraine and what's happening to them. Your heart breaks for the needless slaughter of innocents. And yes, it is happening. Yes, there is a war in Ukraine. Because apparently now Christendom itself has uh, separated into two camps. Either uh, we want to go full berserker Rambo on the Russians and take them out, take them all out. Or the other side doesn't believe that anything's happening and it's all staged. We, we, We need a little common sense, dear friends, dear friends. I know it's hard to come by, but I don't know. Sell the boat. Sell the scooter, sell the jet ski, and buy some common sense. Look, what's happening in Ukraine is real. It's horrible. Innocent people are dying. Again, breaks your heart. We have refugees staying at the orphanage. So I, unless, uh, and you know what? I'm waiting for it. I will be accused of, of switching sides and being part of the grand conspiracy. Uh, you know what? Grow up. You know, we know what we know. Uh, my, my little brother has worked with the people that are in harm's way in Ukraine for the last few years. They're in bomb shelters. They're running out of food. Things are horrible. Innocent people are dying. This is the reality of it. The question is, what do we do about it? Because there was a think tank back in 18 or 19, 2018, 2019, uh, that did a study on what the collateral damage, what the cost of a war between the U.S. and Russia would be, uh, and they estimated about a billion people dead. That's billion with a B. So if the U.S. and Russia went to war, all-out war, nuclear, whatnot, you know, Joe Biden, you know, taking the rusty razor blade and pretending it's corn pop, whatever. A billion people dead, done, gone. So whenever we, we, we get hawkish about war, this is the one thing that we need to keep in mind. This isn't a sand trap somewhere in the Middle East that no one will miss. And given the last few months, given the last year, seeing how 
we even managed to botch a withdrawal out of Afghanistan for Pete's sake. I don't put much weight on the idea or in the idea that Mr. Robinette Biden will have enough moments of lucidity between soiling his diaper and eating ice cream to navigate us through these uh, murky waters. So there are people in this country, I guess, perhaps due to their upbringing, due to the fact that they're, uh, you know, patriotic to a fault, that believe American victory would be a foregone conclusion. If it would be, I submit to you, it would be a Pyrrhic victory at best, because a billion people dead is still a billion people dead. But where are we today, and where are we going? Again, being American prophetic, uh, we, we, we can look into the future and see what it holds. We can look into the future and see what the next steps might be or will be. Um, Apparently, uh, the U.S. government went to the Saudis hat in hand, hoping that they start pumping more oil, apparently forgetting that the Saudis are in bed with the Russians. The Saudis will not help us. The Iranians will not help us. And, you know, being uh, the chess master that he is, uh, Mr. Robinette Biden announced that his administration has banned energy imports from Russia. But have no fear, he did warn that gas prices could rise even more across these United States. And the question is, could rise? I believe what you were trying to say is that they will rise. Not that they could, not that they might, not that there was an outside chance that gas prices may see a few cent increase. Gas prices literally will explode. They, if you think it's bad now, again, I, I had to, to go back and uh, reassess my number, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, and I said, you know, $7 is now $10 again. And, you know, in California, you, you have uh, the premium unleaded, you know, the stuff that all the rich folk have to use in their cars because, you know, they drive the nice ones. Uh, seven bucks a gallon already. So uh, 10 is quickly on the way, but that's not even half of it. Allow me to sip from my delicious beverage. And uh, I will further depress you with facts. In reality, I know you shouldn't be depressed. I'm not depressed. We knew these days were coming. Uh, I was hoping we'd have a little more time before they did. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush and tell you something I don't believe. I got kids. I don't want to see World War III, or at least I'd like to put it off for as long as possible. Now, is the potential for World War III there? Indubitably, because we're now... <sighs> And again, it's, it's the fact that we celebrate these things without thinking it through. Because I've seen people, oh yeah, we did it. You did what? You have cornered a people. What does an animal do when it's cornered? Exactly. Because we took away Visa and MasterCard and, and we closed down and we did all these things. Okay. So at what point does what you are doing do more harm than good? Because at a certain point, the people suffering won't be so much against Vladimir Putin. Oh, he no, they'll begin to get angry at the people who have done these things to them. So it might serve to solidify the people's backing of Putin's play. If you exert too much pressure on the individual, 
Because I guarantee you the propaganda arm of, of, of Vladimir Putin and all of his uh, cronies, this is the message they're putting across. Look at what the West is doing to you. See, they omit the why of it, but the people here, this is what the West is doing to you. What, they're closing down McDonald's now? I know, it'll help the Russians live a little longer. Perhaps uh, less uh, heart disease and whatnot. However, you can only push a nation into a corner so far before, out of anger, out of a need to lash out, it may do something very, very dumb and very, very irreversible. So sanctions notwithstanding... I think uh, Miss Cheney and Lindsey Graham should take a breather. Just saying. I understand. It's, it's, it's human instinct. Oh, I wish you were dead. But you're calling for the assassination of a world leader, a man who's got his uh, finger on, on many uh, nuclear weapons, as George Bush would say. So I don't think any of us want to see a nuclear world. Personally, I'd prefer not to glow in the dark. Excuse me while I sip from my delicious beverage, and we're going to get to other things that are happening in the world. Because you thought it was just, uh, (coughs) you know, the gas. Well, uh, apparently, there is also a global food crisis. You see, uh, Ukraine and Russia are the world's top producers of of grain. And uh, what's been happening there does not bode well for uh, the world's food reserves or the world's ability to get food. So on the one hand, you have increasing gas prices, oil prices, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I think the uh, last time I checked was yesterday. And per barrel, it topped out at a, $130-odd. Last week, it was 95 when we talked. So it's, uh, you have that on the one hand. On the other hand, you have a yield drop of close to 50% on certain foods. So not only will everything become more expensive because it'll cost more to get it to you, it'll cost more to get it to the store, it'll get, cost more to, to move across the country or across the world, it will also increase in price because there is more demand than there is supply. This is the way the world works. I'm telling you these things because you need to prepare. I understand that the idea of food lines is something that you read about, maybe in my grandpa's book, maybe in Brother Andrew's book. It's things you heard about. It's things you saw in movies, on television, and you went, oh, look at those poor people. I'm so glad I live in America. Well, I'm going to read this to you so you understand what the future holds. And then uh, we're going to get into the next play that I see uh, certain individuals making because uh, there is something that I ran across that should trouble you as it troubles me. And that is China's top diplomat says Beijing seeks an active role in the Ukraine war. Now, uh, we we talked about the stock market back when uh, it was still doing great. Uh, not so great anymore. Uh, you know, once in a while they'll have these uh, pumps, and then immediately the next day it just falls off the cliff again. But uh, what we're going to be talking about is something that as yet has not been discussed to the best of my knowledge. So American prophetic, we'll get to it. But first, the food issue or the issue regarding uh, – the coming global food crisis. I know, 
Couldn't have picked a better time for all these things to happen at once. Remember when we had the discussion that when you turn your back on God, when you rebel against him, when after having been blessed, you say, we can do this on our own. Even the brightest of individuals muck it up somehow. Even the brightest of individuals fail. And by the looks of it, nobody in this administration is, quote-unquote, the brightest of individuals. So you can expect some real gnarly stuff, because when God's against you, pure and simple, you just don't prosper. I know, rising phoenix notwithstanding. So the world is heading into a global food crisis thanks to the war in Ukraine. According to the head of one major agricultural organization, Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine is going to have a catastrophic effect on the world's supply of food, the head of one of the world's leading fertilizer companies said. Both Russia and Ukraine account for a significant portion of the global grain supply, with both nations also having significant roles within the supply of fertilizer as well as its its raw materials. However, with trade grinding to a halt as a result of the latest stage in ongoing conflict, the head of one major fertilizer company is sounding off alarm bells. Half the world's population gets food as a result of fertilizers. And if that's removed from the field for some crops, the yield will drop by 50%. Svein Tor Holsether. Oh, it's a Swede. You got got to believe the Swedes. That's that's an interesting name. However, uh, he heads up the agriculture company Yara International, and he told this to the BBC. For me, it's not whether we're moving into a global food crisis. It's how large the crisis will be, he went on to say. Halster emphasized that there was already significant supply difficulties before the start of the current conflict, with the BBC noting that the increased cost of gas prices was already resulting in a steep rise in the cost of fertilizer. The Yara International boss also is reported to have pointed out that around a quarter of key nutrients used in food production come from Russia, with sanctions now looking likely to further constrain in supply. At the same time, we're doing whatever we can at the moment to also find additional sources, he emphasized, but with such short timelines, it's limited. Sveintor Holster is not the only person putting forward a bleak picture of food security, however. Michael Scannell, a senior figure in the EU's agriculture department, has said that the knock-on effects of the war in Ukraine will be painful for Europe's agri-food sector, with a lot of the bloc's fertilizer and animal feed being sourced from either Russia or Ukraine. So we have that going for us. Um, and, you know, if you thought that was it, nay, nay, there is more. Mr. Robinette Biden decided this morning that we, uh, we would be sullying ourselves if we continued to buy oil from the Russians. Now, a wise individual would... Make plans ahead of time and find another way to source the necessary oil. Because a leader of men is supposed to have the men's well-being at heart. The well-being of the citizen ought to be preeminent on every leader's mind. However... You paying out your nose for gas, da 
doesn't concern Mr. Robinette Biden because he hasn't paid for gas in, well, nearly half a century. You see, he's got expense accounts. The limo is always full. The jet is always fueled. I mean, why can't you get a jet and always have it fueled? If Joe Biden can do it, apparently anyone can. Do you have brain damage recently? Not a problem. Joe did it. So, President Joe Biden adamantly condemned calls for loosening restrictions on domestic energy prices on Tuesday, arguing that it would not help lower gas prices. So, we're begging the Saudis, we're begging the Venezuelans, we're begging anyone that produces oil of any kind to, to you know, ramp up production and sell us some, but we're unwilling to drill in our own country. We're unwilling to drill for oil that we know is there within our own borders and not be dependent on other nefarious actors. So if we're not willing to drill here and we're no longer buying oil from the Russians, the Saudis aren't going to sell us anything. Venezuelans aren't going to sell us anything. Because to them, we are the enemy. And if they can see you hurting, it rejoices them. And a prudent man, a wise man, would indeed loosen some regulations, let oil companies drill on American soil, so that you don't have to mortgage your house, sell your kids, and sell a kidney to fill your car. But nay, nay, Mr. Robinette Biden, you know, he's too smart to just do the right thing simply. So, being the Rhodes Scholar that he is, Joe Biden adamantly condemned calls for loosening restrictions on domestic energy prices on Tuesday, arguing that it would not help lower gas prices, but it would. But it would. When you produce your own oil, you do not have to buy it from other people. Therefore, prices would go down. Loosening environmental regulations or pulling back clean energy investment won't let me expand won't, will not lower energy prices for families. This man is a lunatic. Do you understand, Beth Moore, who you have given the reins of this nation over to? They will see you die. They will see you starve as long as they're able to push their green energy agenda. Look, these are people that believe they can speak things into creation. You're not God, Dumbo. You poop in your pants. You're not even half a man. You can't speak green energy into existence. And what was it? The man that thought he could breastfeed Pete Budgig himself. Well, the solution isn't drilling on him. No, 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 no. The solution isn't, you know, drilling our own oil. No. Uh, You see, the solution is going green. The solution is having so many electric cars that it fries the power grid. And then you learn how to make a fire with sticks. What you will eat does not concern me. I'm Pete Buttgig. I will always have a hot meal. I will put on my fake bosom and breastfeed my adopted child and pretend as though it's a wholesome thing. Pretend as though it's a natural thing. Indeed. You rubes, go green or go home. Wait, you can't go home because you can't afford a a a tank of gas. So go green or stay where you are, apparently. Do you, do you understand how mental you have to be to, to 
say we're no longer buying oil from the Ruskies, and I agree with it. Fine. I think that would put much more pressures on much more pressure on Putin than anything else we've done. But we're no longer buying gas from the Ruskies. The Saudis aren't going to give us anything. And the one thing we could do to mitigate the pain of the average citizen, Dr. Drool refuses to do. Why? Because you never let a good crisis go to waste. They couldn't get you to buy green cars when gas was at three bucks. Because let's face it, nobody wants to ride around in something that sounds like an electric razor. And this is the perfect crisis for them to push an agenda. And if you think it's bad now, give it a minute. I've said that so often, and yet every time it turns out I'm right. The president argued for more electric cars and other policies. Of course, electric cars. It used to be you you filled your tank for 40 bucks. Now it's, what, 92? But hey, electric cars are the future. These people are insane. You have given them the reins of power. You have given power to insane people. I'd love to hear from Beth Moore on this. She was so adamantly enthralled with with Dr. Jill's hair and Lady Gaga. I'm assuming she looks at this and like any limousine liberal, any, any millionaire elitist, well, you know, it's just a little bit. You know, I'm not, I don't want to, what's the point of getting angry? You people did this to yourselves. And I'm including people within the sphere of individuals I know. I'm so self-righteous. How can I vote for this man? Well, there you go. Welcome to the new reality. Welcome to the new world. I know, I know. Rising Phoenix, any moment now. Please, wake up. Wake up. Because at least if you face reality now, you have a little time to lessen the pain, if only by a bit. But if you keep clamoring on about rising phoenixes, everything I've told you will happen will happen, and you will not be prepared. Now, somebody timestamp this. Because we're about to get into American prophetic. The next move that I'm seeing the Chinese and the Russians making is a very deliberate attack on the U.S. dollar. Uh, I'm looking for the Chinese to start dumping their debt or as far as the, the dollar is concerned. Because we're, we're on the precipice. We're, we're, we're on the ropes, as the kids like to say. It, it doesn't take much for a knockout punch. So the next, the next logical step, short of nuclear war, which at this point, eh, 50-50. But I think the next step would be to go hard at the dollar. Inflation's already berserk. It's only going to get worse. Remember Uncle Mikey talking to you about $200 a pound chicken? I know. I got your emails, Mike. Mike, I understand about joking and about being a little hyperbolic because that's what you people do. And I didn't even take offense at you people. Who's you people? What, fat guys? Who's you people? 
That's what you people do. But telling people that chicken's going to be $200 a pound, I think that's just irresponsible. Well, is it, though? Because if oil hits $200 a barrel and you're paying, what, 10 12 bucks a gallon of gas, food production is going to slow. What do you think the price of chicken will go to? Huh? But have no fear. Mr. Robinette Biden is in control. Thank you, Beth Moore. And your ilk. The cat moms. Anyway. Uh, I, <laughs> oh, th- this is, I told you about it. You didn't believe me. Like, no, I, I don't think it's going to happen because why would he do that? Uh, the Russians are threatening to cut off the oil supply to Europe. Uh, right before we started recording this, I was talking to Gino, who's got a son that lives in Italy. Uh, And again, it's just a pet peeve, but it's Italian food, not Italian food. All right? Because they call it Italy, not Italy. So, that notwithstanding, he said that his uh, heating bill was 200 euro last month. This month, it's up to 600 euro. And this is before the Russians have threatened to cut off the gas supply to Europe. Do you understand the predicament that the world is in right now? And there's not one voice of reason out there that says, hey, can we take a step back here? We all have people we love. We all have kids. We all have grandkids. Not Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham has his mama. Uh, you know, uh, never married, but again, maybe that was his choice. I don't know. But good old Lindsay, I, he's, he's still got his mama. So we all have people we love. Can we take a step back from this? And perhaps find some way of avoiding World War Three. Perhaps find a way of avoiding, you know, seeing a billion people dead. And I know you say, but what about what your grandpa said? Look, I believe it, but it doesn't mean we can't try to put it off for a bit. I'm sorry, I'm not eagerly awaiting nuclear holocaust. That may surprise you. I've got kids. I would love to see them grow up. I'd love to see them get married. I'd love to see them have kids of their own. We may not make it that long. But I'm not going to sit here and just hit the accelerator just for the sake of it. Well, then you don't want to go to heaven. I do. I do want to go to heaven. But not before it's time. Not because Lindsey Graham and Liz Cheney want to make a billion bucks because they invested in guys who make Tomahawk missiles. We are in a pickle. And I'm not just talking about America. The world is in a pickle. Because you're going to have other nefarious actors... And I'm looking at Turkey, I'm looking at Pakistan, I'm looking at Iran. How was it Barack Obama called it? Pakistan. I'm looking at North Korea. I'm looking at the Chinese. The weaker we become, the more emboldened they become. Because every single one of these nations 
dreams of expansion. Every one of these nations dreams of conquest. And for the longest time, there was that one nation that sort of, uh, you know, policed the world as it were. And now that nation can't even police itself. Now that nation is, is falling into ruin at such an accelerated rate that, that people can't believe it. I paid $4 a gallon for gas a week ago. I drive by the same gas station, same gas, 438. European nations face a major crisis after Moscow said imposing sanctions on Russian oil would see them cutting off Russian gas to the continent in retaliation. A potential disaster for several EU states. Now, I know what you're thinking to yourself. Ha, that's how we get them. Well, the Chinese will buy all the Russian oil they could pump. Chinese have already made it clear that they're not going to stop doing business with the Ruskies. In fact, as I said, China's top diplomat actually said that Beijing is seeking an active role in the Ukraine war. So, Europe's addiction to Russian energy has come back to bite the continent. Now, small uh, paraphrase here. Who was it that warned the Europeans about not being so dependent on Russian oil a few years back? I know, I know. He was so dumb. The big orange man, so dumb. Well, I, I, I guess that dummy got this one right, too. But you see how propaganda works? They mocked him. They mocked him. Oh, nothing's ever going to happen. The world's going to keep on spinning the way it is. Nobody wants to risk not having a KFC. Nobody wants to risk not having McDonald's. So all this talk of being too dependent on one or another, come on. Fear monger. I know, I've heard the fear monger thing for a long time, believe me. Is it still fear mongering if it's true? Huh? Come on now. Oh, you, you, you pseudo-prophet. Well, you know, I respect the man's uh, experiences as far as persecution, but I don't believe uh, he had it right prophetically, because as I see it, ecclesiastically speaking, Ezekiel 30, there you go. Is it still conspiracy theory? Is it still fear-mongering if it's true? A new wave of Russian aggression in Ukraine in recent weeks has seen the country hit with international sanctions, and some partners, including the United States, are now pushing for stronger measures to be introduced, including an embargo on Russian oil imports. Moscow hit back against the West, taking on its energy industry, however, saying that it is willing to halt the export of gas to Europe should an oil ban be implemented. Well, as of today, an oil ban has been implemented. So, Europe should be very thankful that we're coming out of winter and entering into spring. You still got a good eight months before you freeze to death. Because, you know, winter's coming back around. And again, I'm sure I'll get that, well, it'll be over by then. They can't hold out much longer. I mean, once you have a Big Mac, you got to have a Big Mac every other day. The people will rush the Kremlin. They will have Putin's head on a spike as they give us back our McRib. 
hope you're right. But the question that you need to ask, and again, see, this, this, is, this is my gift and my curse. I can put myself in the shoes of either position, and I can also remove myself from the situation and look at it in a very calculating and subjective manner. Let's say they do what Lindsey Graham wants. Let's say they take Vladimir Putin out. Who takes over? Because I've said it over and over again. Go back years and, I, and you'll find that I've said it. It takes a very cruel, very efficient iron fist to maintain control of a place like Russia for that long. But let's say, finally, they take them out. Who takes over? Because, see, this is, this is what we always assume. This is the trap that we fall into time and again. We always assume that change is towards the positive. We never allow for the possibility that change will be negative rather than positive. Meaning, what if an utter loon takes over the seat of power? What if he doesn't even try to communicate or make concessions or whatever? What if the minute he sees the button, he just starts pushing? This is for Mother Russia. This is for my grandfather. Whatever. Hmm? Because more often than not throughout history, people lament the guy that they kicked out once the new person is installed and gets to work. Just a thought. Look, I'm not saying I have the remedy for this. But the narrative, at least in America, at least on the news, the narrative is very bloodthirsty, one-sided, we're going to take out the Russians. And nobody's just taking a step back and going, what's it going to cost as far as human capital? If this thing goes just completely off the rails, how many people can potentially die? Oh, a billion? Well, that seems like a lot of people, doesn't it? Moscow hit back against the West, taking on its energy industry, however, saying that it is willing to halt the export of gas to Europe Should an oil ban be implemented? Today, Europe consumes around 500 billion cubic meters of gas per year. 40% of this comes from Russia. Russian news agency Interfax reports the country's deputy prime minister, Alexander Novak, as saying, and I quote, For decades... Russia has been a reliable partner no matter what. We have every right to retaliate and impose an embargo on the gas pumped via Nord Stream 1, which today is filled up 100%. So, if you want to look at a pattern... The pattern is not one of de-escalation. And that should be a worrisome thing. Every step that is taken is one step closer to something very bad happening. And all we can really do is pray. I have no control over the situation. You have no control over the situation. 
All we can do is pray. All we can do is be wise in the things that we do going forward and prepare the best way we can, knowing that even if everything comes up aces, even if the Russians decide to pull out, leave Ukraine to sort itself out, mourn its dead, we still have issues in this country that are long-lasting. Oil prices jumped higher on Tuesday morning after news organizations reported that the Biden administration is poised to ban U.S. imports of Russian energy. The ban will cover Russian oil, liquefied natural gas, and coal, according to a Bloomberg News report, citing two anonymous sources. NBC News also reported that two sources familiar with the matter said the ban is expected to come Tuesday. Bloomberg's report says the decision was made in consultation with European allies. Europe is much more reliant on Russian energy, especially Russian natural gas, than the U.S. True. However, if we're not starting to pump our own oil, and if we're no longer buying from the Russians, there will be a shortage of supply. Now, I understand Elizabeth Warren said, hey, we're going to watch the oil companies like a hawk. Nay, nay, no more profit for them. But I trust Liz Warren and this administration, well, you know, as much as I trust Pat Robertson. I know, I know. He went there, Martha. Martha, he's talking bad about Pat again. Pat Robertson needs to stay retired. Period. That's all I have to say on the matter. Because if I say any more, well, I get angry. And I don't want to get angry. There's enough of that going around. By the same token, I try to tell you the truth. And I try to prepare you for what's coming. And it's not unicorns and cotton candy. Now, if you thought everything we've discussed so far was bad, hey, fear not, it gets worse. The U.S. trade deficit soared to a new record high in January as the U.S. imported more oil and autos and inflation pushed up the price of goods while exports declined. Uh Uh-huh. The trade deficit climbed 9.4% in January to $89.7 billion, breaking the $81.9 billion record set just a month earlier. Because we're doing great, kids. We've built back better. This is it. This is build back better, a la Joe Robinette Biden. And if you don't like it, hey, fats, Come on, man. Last year saw the trade deficit gap grow to record sizes as the U.S. economy recovered faster than most other countries and U.S. consumers snapped up goods. Uh huh. As a result, a significant portion of the stimuli, uh, of the stimulus income that drove deficits to record highs, leaked out of the U.S. economy, becoming income for foreign manufacturers. I remember that thing in in, in Revelation where the merchants of the earth wailed and said, Alas, alas, who will purchase all our baubles now? Indeed, alas, alas. So I'm waiting uh, for the inflation numbers, the CPI numbers to come out. Uh, They'll come out shortly. one thing is certain just by the look of things, because like I said, I do the shopping in my home, and I see the trends. It's going to be higher than the last time. And the question is this. 
how much more pain can the average citizen take before they bristle? Good question, isn't it? Now, one last thing, and we're going to get into this because we discussed the relationship between Russia and China a few times. And I need you to understand that it's not a superficial thing. These people have big plans. And the one country standing in the way of their plans, you guessed it, America. And America, at at a certain point, was a lot more imposing than it is today. That's it, isn't it? We used to be, but are no more. Yet there are so many people that still live within the mindset of what used to be. We used to be, but are no more. Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi, how would you like that name? Said Monday his government will continue resorting to active measures in order to settle this critical situation in Ukraine. His notion of active measures seemingly referred to China extending humanitarian assistance to Ukrainian civilians because Wang adamantly resisted growing international pressure for Beijing to use its influence with Moscow to end the war. Wang said he hoped another round of Russian-Ukrainian negotiations will start soon and it will yield a certain progress. But also made it clear that China's relationship with Russia remains rock solid and China respects Russia's legitimate security concerns. As permanent members of the United Nations Security Council, China and Russia are each other's most important close neighbors and strategic partners. China-Russia ties are one of the most crucial bilateral relations in the world. And our cooperation not only brings benefits and welfare to our peoples, but also contributes to world peace, stability, and development, Wang said. So now you know China's position. And Mr. Wang continued, No matter how perilous the international landscape, we will maintain our strategic focus and promote the development of a comprehensive China-Russia partnership in the new era. The friendship between the two peoples is ironclad, he declared. Wang insisted China's approach to the Russia-Ukraine conflict is based on calmness and rationality instead of moves that pour oil on the flame and escalate tensions. Now we got Kamala Harris for that. She's going back to Europe, so I'm waiting. Because, you know, I mean, if you haven't heard the explanation, because uh, if, if there was one suited for international affairs, it was this woman. There's a big country, then there's a smaller country. And the big country invaded the smaller country. And that's just not right. Uh Uh-uh. Nay, nay. So this is the level of intellect that we're dealing with here. This is the level of intellect that is leading this nation. So does it surprise you in any form or fashion that they didn't consider how it was that we were going to get all the gas we need before they said no mosh? Exactly. So, good times ahead. I hope uh, 
Some of you got into oil futures, I guess, because, boy, are they printing. Um, it's it, Look, it is going to get markedly worse. If you think it's bad now, then you have no idea what bad is. And just as a point of reference, as a juxtaposition, if you will, you could be in Ukraine right now. And every time you heard something flying overhead, you wondered to yourself, is this it? Is this the day that some live artillery lands on my head? So we've got a little while to go till that happens here. But at the pace they're moving, well, you know. Anyway, thank you for listening. I know today wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all. There were no jokes, but really, what is there to joke about? So, thank you for listening to this very sad and depressing program. May God bless you. May God keep you. And Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. We're living in perilous times and should cause us all to pray, cause us all to seek God in a greater level. I really would urge folks, go to handtohelp.com and check out the messages from the Lord. Uh, If there was ever a time to really get them out, and I mean across the board, to your church, friends, uh, look under Demetri Duda and Mike Bodea, messages, the dreams and visions, and they're they're all coming true. They're all coming true. We're right in that uh, point of time when... Anything can happen now. As Mike said, it won't take much to start a world war. And uh, the bear is, you know, we're poking at its nose and we're trying to rip some fur off it. And it's only going to make it stronger. As one of Demetrius' dreams was, you can read about the bear, about China, the dreams about them gaining power again, which is all absolutely true right now. The decline, decline of America, our leadership. Our president is in, and I have no problem saying incompetent. And people were, although we know and believe it was a stolen election, people were clamoring for Joe Biden, a superhero president, who will go down in history probably as our worst president. And you can channel that all the way down to the butt gig on the cabinet and the transgender person that's part of health and human services or the just crazy people in power in America that are going to be part of our demise is that they're in power. So it's really going to be rough times. Like Mike said, bread lines, gas, who knows how high that'll go. To fill up one semi right now is $1,400 at 4 bucks a gallon. So everything just is going to cataclysmically affect our economy. And we need to get close to the Lord. We need to believe the warnings, and we surely need to prepare, like Mike said, now, not wait, because it's coming to a neighborhood in your district, my district. Thank you so much for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.